When analyzing all of St. John Bosco's writings and sermons, it's clear that he considered devotion to guardian angels a major priority. He was constantly bringing them up, almost as if he could see them. Once, he told his oratory boys, be good, this will make your guardian angel happy. When physical or spiritual sorrows and misfortunes afflict you, turn to your guardian angel with strong trust and he'll help you. How many people in mortal sin were saved from death by their angels so they might have a chance for confession? Woe to those who give scandal. The guardian angels of innocent victims will cry out for vengeance to God. But this wasn't just a piece of flowery oration from our saint. He knew that if his boys prayed to their guardian angels, they would be saved from an untimely death. And the story I have for you today confirmed his belief. You're watching The Miracles and Prophecies of St. John Bosco, a project of America Needs Fatima. I'm your host, Matthew Miller. Towards the end of 1844, Don Bosco was busy finishing a book promoting devotion to the guardian angels. He personally was very grateful to God for the privilege of having been given a guardian angel. We heard him quote Psalm 90 countless times, which says, he has given his angels charge over thee, to keep thee in all thy ways. Upon their hands they shall bear thee up, lest thou dash thy foot against a stone. Hence he had a fervent love and deep devotion to his guardian angel, whose feast day he celebrated every year. He was so convinced that his angel was ever at his side, that one might say he saw him with his own eyes. He would greet him several times a day with the angel of God prayer. Throughout his life, he greatly trusted in his protection. Indeed, his guardian angel certainly assisted him in founding and governing all his undertakings. One day, Don Bosco told the boys how St. Joan of the Cross had been privileged to see her guardian angel from childhood. Now I know what you're thinking, but he wasn't referring to St. Joan of Arc. Instead, he was talking about another French saint named Joan who lived in the late 17th century and was the founder of the Congregation of St. Anne of Providence. The angel guided her to the religious state. When she became the convent's superior, she ruled it wonderfully through every difficult situation. Whenever any infraction of the rule took place, the angel would suggest ways of correcting those concerned. Now, when Don Bosco told this story, the oratory boys often wondered whether he was not also favored with the same privileges. One couldn't help but think that he, too, was guided personally by his guardian angel. After all, did he not reveal the most humanly unknowable secrets throughout his life? What about his dreams and that mysterious person he said was ever at his side? Who was he, referred to simply by Don Bosco as the man with the cap? In any case, he knew how to instill in his boys a great reverence and love for their guardian angels. He would frequently intone a hymn in their honor, which the boys sang with gusto. He used to tell them, be ever more convinced that your guardian angel is really present and that he's ever at your side. St. Francis of Rome always saw her angel standing before her, his arms clasped on his chest, his eyes uplifted to heaven. But at her slightest failing, he would cover his face as if in shame and, at times, turn his back to her. Don Bosco even suggested certain days on which his boys could especially honor their guardian angels, saying, 
the church sets aside Tuesday as a day of special remembrance of the guardian angels. If you wish to imitate St. Aloysius, who dearly loved his guardian angel, I suggest you practice some special mortification in his honor on Tuesdays. You might give up something you like, pray with your arms crossed on your chest, or kiss the crucifix. If you can, give some alms as the Archangel Raphael advised Tobias to do. Now your birthday marks the beginning of when your guardian angel took charge over you. Therefore, on this day, renew the promises you made in his presence at baptism, namely that you'll love and imitate Jesus Christ and obey his holy law. Sanctify this day by making a fervent communion or maybe praying a little more than usual. Perform some other act of devotion in token of your gratitude to him. And on the first day of every month, you would do well to meditate on the four last things by seriously considering the purpose for which God created you. Examine the state of your conscience following the example of so many devout people who are also interested in saving their souls. You should ask yourself what would happen to you if you should die at this particular moment, and then you should go to confession and communion. Do good while you still have time. There was an astonishing incident which confirmed their good father's instructions. On one Sunday, when the boys were all gathered in the sacristy of St. Francis of Assisi Church, Don Bosco gave each boy a holy card with a prayer to the guardian angels on it. He then exhorted them, pray to your guardian angel, invoke his aid if you should find yourself in any serious danger of body or soul, and I assure you that he will help and protect you. A few days later, one boy, an apprentice bricklayer, was working on a new building. As he went to and fro on the scaffold, a support suddenly snapped. He felt the wooden planks on which he and two others were standing give way. At the first ominous splintering of wood, he realized that there was no escape. The scaffold collapsed, and the three boys plunged from the fourth story to the street below amid a rain of planks, bricks, and stones. Falling from such a height meant certain death. However, this pious boy, while falling, remembered Don Bosco's words and loudly invoked his guardian angel, Oh, my good angel, help me. His prayer saved him. Of the three boys that fell, one died instantly, and another, critically injured, died shortly after reaching the hospital. As the people rushed to the young apprentice, believing him dead, he scrambled to his feet, safe and sound, without even a scratch. He lost no time in climbing up again to help rebuild the scaffold. On the following Sunday, he returned to St. Francis of Assisi, where he told his astonished companions what had happened. It was a wonderful confirmation of the truth of Don Bosco's promise. Consequently, the boys' trust in their guardian angels became even stronger and produced magnificent spiritual fruits in their souls. This singular event prompted Don Bosco to put together the aforementioned booklet titled The Devotee of the Guardian Angel. In just 72 pages, he gave the reasons to induce the faithful to seek and merit the protection of this most sublime spirit. He divided his subject matter into ten considerations which were to serve as preparation for the Feast of the Holy Angels. On Wednesday, we'll examine these ten considerations, and I'll also pray the Novena Prayer to the Guardian Angels with you, so don't forget to subscribe. 
Thank you so much for watching. God bless you and Our Lady keep you.